Welcome to Answer the Call podcast with me, your host, Emily Gallagher, entrepreneur, activist, and business strategist over at Conscious Boss. Each week, I will be sharing with you conversations with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and game changers as they share when and how they answered the call in their life and how you can too. What's up, beautiful people? Today on the podcast, as y'all know, I'm always excited about the episodes, but we're actually bringing back a podcast episode from my previous show, Conscious Boss Radio, with the one and only Garen Jones. Now, this was a super, super popular episode, which is why I'm really excited to re-release it. If you do not know who Garen Jones is, he really has one of those stories that is so deeply inspiring. He went from being homeless on the street to being in prison, to now being a multiple million dollar entrepreneur who travels the world, speaks, facilitates workshops, and has built a really, really powerful multi-level marketing business, network marketing business, whatever it is you want to call it, inside of Herbalife. And we actually met through my old business. So I actually had a Herbalife business when I first started into business. It was my very first sojourn into having my own business and I ran that for a couple of years and when I first moved to LA uh, I got connected with Garen who we ended up actually having uh, mutual friends and since then we have hung out a few times around different places across the states and he is just one of those guys that really is uh, laden with inspiration and it's a super super epic episode if you have anything at all in your life right now that is feeling overwhelming feeling stressful feeling like something that you cannot overcome then this is the episode for you it's like the the rise against all odds kind of episode so I really hope that you love it we got great feedback from this episode last time as always I would love to know what you're watching what's resonating for you, what's landing, uh, sharing, tagging myself and Garen in this episode. And I hope that you absolutely love it. So let's dive in to the interview right now. Garen Jones, welcome to the podcast. Sing along a little song. <laughs> Good morning, evening, friend. Here's your friendly announcer. I have serious news to pass on to everybody. What I'm about to say could mean the world's disaster, could mean the joy and laughter. I don't know the rest of the words. Y'all know how we used to do when we were a little kid. I never sang like that. What are you talking about? You see my face. Garen Jones, welcome, welcome. We are podcasting right now. We are video recording because I just want to get as much of the vibe that is Garen Jones and bring it to the people. So welcome. I'm really excited to be here with you. (laughs) (laughs) Even then you won't get, you won't really get what is happening here, but it's going to, we're going to try and go there. So Garen Jones, I'm going to attempt to introduce you and then I want you to fill in some of the blanks. So... How I actually even know about you is from back in my network marketing days. So you were kind of a star on the rise on the scene when I was in in that world. And I just recently moved to LA where I reached out to you and we connected, what, a couple of days ago, came over, you invited me to your house over here in uh, Studio City. And since then we've been to a networking event and here I am again recording some, you know, amazing content for these people out there with you. Um, we have some mutual friends. So it's a really interesting, you know, story, just this, 
the, the tininess of this world. But you're also so much more than than that. You're you know you're a recording artist. You travel the world doing personal development, not just with your network marketing business, but also you know your own business. And you are self proclaimed. You know your mantra. Now I've blanked on it. <laughs> I am a powerful. So I am yes. a powerful force of love and freedom, powerful inspiring force. greatness within myself and others. Amazing. So I mean, that is more than most people <clears throat> will ever even aspire to be. And there's so many blanks in there that I'm missing. So when you are introduced, or when you are talking about yourself, who are you, and and what do you? Yeah, tell us a little more about yourself, and then I'm going to dig in a little bit more to your story. Okay. So. When all all of the bells and all of the whistles and all of the accolades, when you strip all of that away, at the end of the day, I'm somebody who truly wants to make a difference in the world. And if you could picture somebody flicking the universe and increasing the consciousness so that people can actually truly, truly, truly be happy (laughs) when it's like, before you go to bed at night and it's peaceful yeah. and it's calm and it's no voices in the head and you're mm-hmm. like really, mm-hmm. really happy with your life, mm-hmm. whatever way that I can do that, whether it's through music or dancing or apps or singing or marketing or any way that I can reach any human soul and show them an example of what freedom looks like or how they can discover their own freedom and their own power within, mm-hmm. I'm on that like flies on doo-doo. <laughs> we want to get white on rice. It's going to be something It's going to be something different if we're talking with Dagarin. Okay, amazing. And I think that that even even you describing that going to going to sleep without that busy mind and that deep sense of contentment. I think even that is more than most people have even experienced and some even I guess don't even believe that you can feel like that. You know, I think that we live in a world these days where we've just kind of accepted this low grade level of like anxiety and overwhelm and stress, you know, which I really don't see from you. And that's one of the biggest things I think that you've really mastered, you know, the change your mindset, change your life, right? Which is Correct. Your, your mantra. So how do we, um, and I don't want to get into your story really, because that's really, really juicy, but how do we, you know, really even access that when so many of us have even decided that that doesn't even exist, like, would you believe, would you agree that we live in a world where it is hard to believe that we can feel like that? Absolutely. You know, um, with me, I, I've always known since I was a little kid that there was so much more than what I could see. Hmm. And then once I started being aware, I started relating everything to terms that made sense to everybody, mm-hmm. especially when I'm speaking to people. Mm-hmm. So... In kindergarten, they tell you you're going to graduate one day, 12th grade. You can't see it. It doesn't even make sense to you. Mm -hmm. Nothing that they talk about makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. All that makes sense is the, the, what they're currently, the, 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 the lessons to learn that's right in front of your face right now. So like kindergarten, you learn ABCs, A is for Apple. But as soon as they say the ABCs, you're like, no, this doesn't make, it's not supposed to make sense. And if there's a process that can get you to a place you've never been before mentally, which is expanding your capacity. Mm -hmm. So I've always known that there was more. I didn't know how until I started living life Mm -hmm. and I was never afraid to do things. I would just do it and then things would happen. Mm -hmm. 
And so instead of saying, oh, you either win or you lose, you actually either win or you learn, yeah, which that. means you're always winning. You'll all, if you can learn... Always be winning. Yeah. <laughs> if you can learn, yeah. you'll always be in a, in a state of mind where, wow, so now I have a contrast from the life I'm living to something else, but I just learned something that if I apply, mm. if you apply the ABCs, that's why you can learn language. Mm -hmm. And from ABCs, then all of a sudden you learn sentences. Mm -hmm. Then you learn paragraphs. Then you learn how to write little short stories. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's authors. Then there's melody. Then there's dancing. Then there's language. And you see how it's forever evolving because mm -hmm. the essence of life is growth. And as I was growing through my trials and tribulations in life, I started looking back on my life. I was like, holy crap, everything is all the same. Mm. So I don't know what the future looks like. I have no idea, but I know mm. that there's something out there. Mm -hmm. Just like when I go fishing, mm. I don't know if I'm going to catch a big fish. However, if I don't cast out my reel mm -hmm. into the deep blue sea there's mm -hmm. no possible way i'm gonna get the big fish yeah you know what i'm saying so that's being having that creative mind and 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 having a vision for your life which we all started out mm -hmm. ask any four-year-old five-year-old child mm -hmm. what do you want to be when you grow up mm -hmm. they're all going to say something massive mm -hmm. ask that same five-year-old child when they're 30 99% of them are working a nine, a nine to five job mm -hmm. out of security and fear, getting paid less than their value. Mm -hmm. I promise you, because they gave up on that first original dream. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I never gave up on the dream. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be a superhero. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be stronger than the average man. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have abs like an action figure. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to save people's lives all over the world. I never gave that up. Not even in high school. Mm -hmm. People were like, what do you want to do when you get in the real world? I said, I want to be a superhero. Mm. And I maintain that. And when you maintain something for long enough, yeah. life has the ability to create in physical equivalent what you continuously focus on. Mm -hmm. It may not look how you want it to look, mm. but it will feel once you're immersed in the process, you're like, wait, I know this feeling. Yeah. So I don't know what my future is like, but I know that I want to make a massive impact in the world mm -hmm. and I will do any and everything through every platform and or it, like to do it Yeah. with, a, I don't care if I get money or not. Like I'm yeah. just going to do to do, to do because it's something that's deeply embedded in, in, in my soul mm -hmm. and we all have it. We just start taking on other people's ideas of how we should live our life mm -hmm. and people should all over you. Don't shit on my life. This is my life. <laughs> I know you're gonna, you have your opinions. However, that little inner voice inside of me has been talking to me and telling me and giving me signs my whole life. When we listen, things happen. There is so much of what you just said that I could run with. I'm just like, oh my God. You know, shitting all over you, like the people's expectations. The just committing, how much commitment, and I, and I really want to get into your story because it just really shows the adversity and the resilience and the grit to keep going with that vision, you know, because it's all very well to sit here and see what you've got now and think, yeah, that's great for him to say now, you know, you've held the vision, but you have gone through it, right, to get where you are, um, and oh, there's just so much that we could have run with there, but I want to get into your, a little bit of your story now because... So many people out here won't really understand. Can I stop you real quick? Because I don't want the listeners to miss this. Everybody goes through things. 
but very few people go back and get the lessons. Mm. There's a seed that's mm. part of a much larger picture mm. in every single thing that you grow through. Mm. Most people are like, just leave the past in the past. You have no idea <laughs> that inside of the past mm. contains a gem that can literally like explode your entire life. Mm. And through that, that's where I learned patience. Mm -hmm. I learned resilience. I learned how to lead no matter what. Mm -hmm. I learned how to develop products. I learned how to be a selfless servant. I learned all of that through things that I had to grow through in the past mm -hmm. that I chose not to leave in the past. Mm -hmm. I needed to find why instead of saying, what's wrong with me? I'm saying, why is this happening? What's the lesson to learn? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. And that's a massive shift. Even just because there's going to be these nuggets all throughout this. <laughs> I know that, but it's like just that, sh that simple shift in perspective asking instead of why is this happening to me? You know, what can I learn and, and how can I grow through this? Just these simple shifts. It's like, I think Tony Robbins says, you know, the quality of our life is the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves. you know? So the people that are achieving higher things and greater things in their life are just asking a series of way better and more resourceful questions when things happen like what can I learn instead of why is this happening right absolutely yeah I love it okay so take us back a little bit before you were the Garen Jones of today and walk us through a little bit of you know what you have gone through obviously I know some of the story um, everyone out there is probably is not as aware because I've heard a, a, quite a few things you know when we were I was over here the other night you were recording one of your personal development tracks yeah. just watch Gary and get into flow and just go and record record a track and I'll link up his SoundCloud so you can go and check those out but you know another little story came out of there I feel like there's a lot of stories within your story that have really shaped yeah. you and that was some of the questions that people were asking you know like and especially when we hit the rock bottom, which I'm not even sure where in your story is rock bottom. Yeah. This is quite a few, yeah. many rock bottoms. But we, you know, what really caused that shift? But maybe just share with us some of the stories that you that stand out to you that have shaped you into the man you are today. Okay. Damn, there He's is picking so... from a very big pile Golly. of stories. Um, I would have to say... I was 13 years old, and there's a girl named Ashley Bostrom. Oh, it starts with a girl. I never would approach a girl because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. And she was the first girl that I... I In my head, I was like, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> 13. <laughs> Puppy love. Oh, yeah. And then um, it took me a whole entire year. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Today is the day. I'm going to ask her to be my girlfriend. And I remember... Straight for the girlfriend, like, like, No dates. No, but she liked me. <laughs> right, okay. And there was no... Like, people weren't talking about dating when they're 13. It's yeah. just like... This is like, will you go with me? Okay, we're going... going yeah, yeah, one of those things. <laughs> and we were at the skating rink. It was on Friday night. It was at 9.49 p.m. Wow. And they were... It was time for couple skates. And oh, they were so. playing... They were playing the song... Every little step I take, oh, you will yes. be there. Every little step. I remember everything to the T. Yeah. And I remember, I said, you know what? I'm going to ask her up right now. I'm going to ask her out. I walked over. Well, I skated over to Ashley. <laughs> you like roller skating? Roller skating, yeah. <laughs> so I skated over to Ashley. And I said, <laughs> Ashley, will you go with me? She, the whole year she told me she liked me. Oh, okay. And I said, will you go with me? Knowing she's going to say yes. <laughs> and Ashley Bostrom says, 
No. Ashley Bostrom, you're out there. You're getting <laughs> Ashley Bostrom says no because I'm in love with my I'm in I'm in love with Roswell, which was my best friend at the time. It's like a movie. And in that very moment, imagine someone who's never had a girlfriend Aww. finally gets up the courage, a year's worth of courage, to say, Will you go with me? And she says, No, because I'm in love with Roswell. In that very moment, I meant, because I, I, we, we have all these stories in our head and we make it mean something. Uh-huh. Here's what I made it mean. Nobody loves me. Oh, yeah. And here's the story I told myself. Mm-hmm. I will never in my life put myself in a position to ever be rejected again. Mm-hmm. Age 13. Age thir- it starts when we're yeah. young. And here's what happened. I always position myself to be seen, but I would never step across the line and take that leap of faith. Mm. But inadvertently, Mm. I started developing early on the muscle of attraction Mm -hmm. because I would maybe I would go to a book uh, to a club and I would start reading a book. And then the prettiest girl in the club would come up to me and be like, um, why are you reading a book? Nobody else is reading I, so I developed these skills to do all of these things to attract people to me yeah. so that I would never have to go to them. So and what, what I didn't realize is even in my, in, in, in my mid-30s now was even though people can look at my life mm. and see all these things, they're like, wow, you attracted an amazing life. Mm. I have no idea what life is life in the fullest expression of Garen Jones because I've mm. never... I have since then, right. but I had never stepped across that line mm. called fear. Mm. And that was an invisible wall of fear, mm. kind of like the little puppy that gets into the neighbor's yard and then the neighbor says, oh, if you don't, if you, if you, if you don't uh, stop your puppy from pooping, I'm going to call the, the, the people on him. Yeah. So the neighbor puts the little shock collar on his neck. Mm. And then when the shot, when the, when the dog goes, you know, to the little, the wall, I mean, the, the, the shock wall, it goes, bam. And then all of a sudden it starts building in his mind. The dog starts building in his or her mind. It's not safe to go across the beating path. It's not safe to go across this. And even when the owner takes the shock collar off, there's already the pattern, the neural pathway. The pattern is already built and it's so deep and fear, and it's an invisible wall of fear that the dog creates, that I created because of Ashley. So I don't even know what life is like fully in full throttle, Garrett Jones. Mm. That shaped me. Mm. Now, because you can't change what you're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> but the only way for you to completely transform your life is you got to get it at the root. You can't mm-hmm. pull a weed from the top. And expect it not to grow. You got to pull it from the root. So I had to go at the original place of rejection. And I called up Ashley. Oh, I, call, I called up Ashley Bostrom a couple months ago. I was like, Ashley, you know, remember that time? I told her, I apologize mm. for the stories that I've created since that time that has not allowed me to live out the fullest expression of my life. And I just want to apologize because I gave you all the power over my life when it was me who created my life. Mm. 
And I just want to apologize. And from this space, I want to create a whole new possibility for us to just be awesome, free-flowing friends. And if we happen to connect, there's none of that whatever stuff that I yeah. created in my past. Mm. She was like, wow, <laughs> thank you for telling me this. Mm. I think there's quite a few people I need to do that with too. <laughs> yeah. But that was a story that shaped my life. Mm. And, you know, we have these stories. Mm -hmm. Everybody has these sense. stories. Another one, my mom, mm -hmm. my whole life. I, when I was six, I had a picture of how I wanted um, family to look. Mm -hmm. You know, I see TV. I see my friend's house. They have a de designated time to where they have supper. And everybody's eating at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my mom would make food and go to her room. Mm -hmm. I told myself a story because this is what happened from when I was 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13, 14, all the way up until I had a thing when I, when I graduated. Mm -hmm. 17 years old is when we sat down at the dinner table. So though that whole entire time said, mm. my mom doesn't love me. Mm. My mom doesn't love me. Mm. My mom. And I developed this picture, this box that I try to put my mom in. My mom doesn't love me. She doesn't love me. I don't have any family. How's your relationship with your with my mom? Oh yeah, everything's good. Okay, cool. And so my whole entire life, I went without the without being able to appreciate the nurturing of what my mom had to offer mm -hmm. and blamed me not being able to love and trust on her. Mm -hmm. But that was the story that I created. Mm -hmm. And that was a story that I made mean something. Mm -hmm. And then I went from woman to woman to woman to woman seeking for the love that I already had. Mm -hmm. And that is a real conversation. Yeah, and one I think that probably many people are doing. Absolutely. I would love to touch on this because obviously this is a really powerful distinction for people because a lot of people aren't even aware of these stories, right? Yeah. And I think it's, it's important twofold. One, on a personal level, because I think becoming aware of our own stories and then the require like accessing and acquiring the tools to overcome those stories is kind of the second point but, and where most people struggle. But then there's also, I think, from my perspective as well, which interests me, is actually having this awareness about everyone that we engage with. Because yeah. if we have that, uh, I always say the person with the highest consciousness has the highest responsibility, right? So like when you are aware that these stories are running everyone else in your life, it is your responsibility to come with a greater um, you know, energy and conversation and a different approach because you yeah. know that that's what's running people and they may Absolutely. not be aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's, it gives you a lot of flex when you can see that. I would love to touch on, because it's great to analyze our stories and it's even greater to be able to go back and find where the root is, which I think is challenging. Um, but how, like people want to know how do we change this? Like how do they actually, how do we tangibly, because I work with a lot of women in business, right? right. And this question is, you know, how do we shift this once like this? I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not ready yet. All of these stories. How do we actually move through that? How have you overcome and created a new story for yourself? Well, the thing is everything is awareness. Yeah. Everything. Because you cannot change what you're not aware of. Yeah. 
when I was aware of the payoff of what it was doing to my life mm -hmm. and everyone in it, mm -hmm. then I got to wait. Do I want to be pitiful or do I want to be powerful? You can't be both. Yeah. And so when I looked at the payoff of just being all poor, pitiful me and seeing how it translates to other people, mm -hmm. It was like I was plaguing other people with my own pitifulness that I wasn't willing to do anything about because I wasn't even aware. All you got to do is turn on the TV. Mm. All you got to do is look at a whole bunch of people that have no clue what's going on <laughs> in life. And when I was aware of the payoff, yeah. then I had an option. Most people don't even know they have an option because you're just born into a life. Mm. Your mom is this way. Your dad is this way. And then you just do. People don't do what you say. They do what they see yeah. so that you just do, you do what you see over and over and over and over. And that becomes your pattern of life. Mm. And all of a sudden you take how you are, give it to your kids, you mm. control your kids a certain way that you want them to see based off of what you think is protective. And then that goes on to the next and to the next and to the next and to the next. And we wonder why there's only 2% wealthy and the rest will die trying to figure it out. Mm. Mm. It's true. Because everything that we're looking for, we already have. Mm. However... There's awareness and then there's action on top of the awareness. Because if you have no, act, if you have people like, oh, yeah, I know this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Oof. Oh, yeah, I know. Mm. Oh, yeah, I know. And you know what? People know everything. Yeah. However, the state of what's going on in the world is not changing. Because mm. you don't change from knowing. Because yeah. to know and not do mm. means not to know. Yeah. That's as good as not knowing. Mm -hmm. There's awareness and then there's you see the context of why you're doing what you're doing. And when the pain of change becomes greater than the pain of staying in this, staying the same, being the same, like the same, the same, the same, this, you date the same, look the same, eat the same, act the same, respond the same, 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 same. When the pain of change becomes, change becomes greater than that, mm. that's when you'll change. Mm. So a lot of times people are looking for the, well, well, the new uh, thing. how do I do it? How do I? No, it's why to do it. Mm. You'll never find, you'll That's never true. find the magic of life mm. in the what to do. Mm. The what to do becomes obsolete when you know why you're doing something. Mm. It's so funny because like I've heard, I've heard that so many times, but I just heard it really differently then in that moment. Yeah. You said that, you know, like rather than looking for the how, how, how you know, looking for the why. And I, I've, I've heard that, you know, but just then that really landed for me in a really powerful way. And, you know, I hear this a lot as well with clients and with people. It's like, and I can catch myself in it too, like looking for the next solution. Okay, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. But like I said, none of it's been implemented and none of it's been acted on. Yeah. And it's so it's like, you know, repetition is the mother of school, right? Mastery. I think no one is seeking, myself included, with lots of things, for that mastery, you know, and, and, and just dismissing things. Okay. Okay. I've heard that before. I, that's not going to help me. And, and, and instantly. Right. Right. And they haven't seeked, you know, sought to really master, which I think you have done and you do is really mastering, like, you know, mastering your mindset and mastering your rituals and you've mastered, well, you know, you've committed your life essentially to mastery, which I think is a really powerful. And here's the thing. All of us have things in our life that we've mastered. It yeah. just might be excuses. It <laughs> might be justifications. It might be blaming. It might be insecurities. It might be complaining. But guess what? You've mastered 
Crazy, your name. Yeah. Walking, if you got your limbs. Mm. Breathing. Mm. It's a mastery. Yeah. Walking. Mm. Walking is not even our natural state. Yeah. The fetal position is, but what happens to the baby? He sees and sees, she sees and sees and sees and sees by observation. Gets up, falls down, gets up, falls down, gets up, falls down, gets up, falls down 72,563 times. Anything that you approach even a thousand times, you will begin to master. Mm. But as we get older... We want things much quicker and forget that anything that you learn that's new, you must adapt and learn just like you learn ABCs, how you learn uh, language, how you learn to speak, how you learn to ride a bike. Like, mm. you, no one just had balance. Mm. Nobody did. Mm. You got up, fell down. Got up, you got tricycles, you got <laughs> parents holding you. There's so many things, mm. but you wanted it so bad and you wanted it so bad and you wanted it so bad mm. and you wanted it. And there was no time limit. Because in the space of infinite, everything, everything becomes possible. Mm -hmm. But here's what happens. Here's what beats you down. Oh, I'm waiting. It's not happening when I want it to happen. I need this to happen now. I want it like this. I want it like that. I want it like that. And then all of that energy, the expenditure of useless energy, of precious energy going towards a useless cause, the leisure time, is why we don't get what we truly want in abundance because it's, it's in when you ever pay attention to a world record holder mm. and the extra things that they do in the leisure times, mm. there's a reason why mm. just that one split, like one one hundredth of a second, why they, ugh, because they did 10,000 hours more work than somebody else. Yeah. It's interesting because I, for all those Kiwis, which is most of the people listening, it's, uh, we just won the America's Cup. So today we just re-won back the America's Cup. But I'm here in LA and I have no idea. I actually didn't even know when it was the final. But I, and I texted Karen because I needed to have like a cable subscription to watch it online. And I was like, do you have a cable subscription? You're like, I don't have, I don't have TV. Like I don't watch TV. You know, but it's these little things that are the big things. Because it's like how many hours, like I think the average American watches eight hours of TV or something, which is wild and you know I even watch too much tv for my liking I don't want to travel because I don't have one but you know it's these little hacks it's like that oh I got them all day right (laughs) yeah okay let me go through it real quick I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna teach I'm gonna share with you guys the life that I had when when I was living in my car uh you know I lived out of my car for two and a half years and I'll tell you the life that I had we have 24 hours could everybody agree that we all have 24 hours a day? Yes. Everybody. Preach. All right, cool. I would sleep until 9 a.m. And so this is sleeping where, sorry? In your car, right? In my car. Yeah. I would sleep. Even when I slept over a different girl's house, like I would sleep till like 9, 10 a.m. Already, I'm already cutting in. See, so what's 24 minus 9? So you go 24 yes, minus 9. So now we're at 15. So actually you don't have 24 hours to become successful. Yeah. And I would wake up and do nothing for like two hours. Mm-hmm. I would just sit there and procrastinate and I'm like, ah, uh, whatever. So there's nothing for two hours, which means 13 hours to be successful. Then I would go scroll on all the blogs and look at, uh, I call it, it's like the rabbit hole. You go on YouTube yeah. and you just keep searching and searching and searching. And the next thing you know, it's like four hours later. So between 
the whole entire day in me seeking and searching and looking and blogging and looking what she's wearing, who she's dating, who he, all this other unnecessary stuff. Mm. There was about two to three hours of just use of precious time on useless commodities. Mm -hmm. So three hours, useless internet. Okay. Then on top of that, I needed to, I had specific, when I did have a TV, when I did have a TV, if I didn't, I was on my computer watching the same show. <laughs> I would watch National Geographic all the time. You know how some people be like, I'm not missing my show. This is my show. Yeah. And you put all the energy into the show. Listen, the average household user for TVs, uh, for people who watch TV is two to three hours every single day. Mm. So I'm just going to put on the light side, two hours. So, but 13 minus three with useless internet, that's uh, 10 hours. Minus TV, that's uh, eight hours. Mm. Oh, let me tell you something. And I was in a relationship mm. that I did not want to be in. Mm. And it was texting and the extra cuddling that I did not want to <laughs> do and all this. Because if you're in a relationship that you know that you don't want to be in and then you hold on to it, that is on you. So any argument, any fight, anything that you have, you're creating your, real, your own reality because the universe sees that you're more value, but you don't see more value in letting, letting whatever it is that go. Whatever, between the time and all that, that's an extra three hours. Boom. Now we're at five hours to be successful. Mm -hmm. Plus, I was a club promoter. <laughs> 10 o'clock, 11, 12, 1, 2, Three, get paid at 3.30. I'm going to say on the light side, that's six hours. Hey, but we're at five hours. How does that happen? So five minus six mean, means <laughs> negative one. And I'm not going to even put on here because I refuse to get a nine to five job. For people who have a nine to five job out of security and fear getting paid less than their value and they know damn well they don't want to be at their job and, they're, and it's not connected to their heart. Mm. Tack on another 13 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm Mind you, I had to eat. Mm. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm going to add extra two hours. So minus two, food. Boom, we had negative three. Plus I worked out every single day. I was at the gym, two hours every single day. And this is the stuff that I actually love to do. But when you were immersed in the work, <coughs> when you were immersed in the work, striving for excellence you were unconscious you weren't even conscious of what you were doing when you were learning how to walk when you were learning abcs that was you striving for excellence and this is why this is like when we're adults now never miss that process mm. it's all about that process right there mm. anything that you do that's new Always take it back to that little baby that's desperately, that really and truly will do every single thing and is willing to fall and get back up and fall and get back up a thousand times just to wobble. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to do that for your line of work, if you're willing to do that for your relationship, for your business, mm -hmm. I promise you something will happen that doesn't make sense to you now but you'll get it just like you got balance. I love what you're saying there because I think that, like you said, when we're children, we just commit to that mastery because we don't know any other way. But when we're adults, it's like we need this instant, 
we'll try something and if we don't get it, you know, it's over. And I think that, you know, I see a lot of women in business and I even check back into my own mentality sometimes and think about how much more I know about business now, like two or three years in, than I had no idea at the beginning, right? Because it's like, there's always this big gap between where we feel like we are and where we want to go. And oftentimes I think that can be a reason we don't start because we don't think we can get there, right? <clears throat> so I love what you're saying because it's just like how badly, and it comes back to what you were saying earlier, how badly do you want it? Like why do you want these things? And getting so emotionally connected to whatever the goal is, whether it's health, whether it's relationships, whether it's your business, and know if you commit, <clears throat> which is exactly what you've done, and if you commit and you want it bad enough, you will find the way. And just, like I said, learn the ABCs, then you're speaking sentences, then you're singing, then you're dancing, right? right. It's just the process and being committed to the process of that learning. Yeah, and I want to I briefly, I want to use an example. So there was a, there was a woman um, that in my current business who lives out in, in Virginia. Mm-hmm. She had three kids. She has three kids under three, no Facebook friends, no circle of influence uh, in her immediate area. And, and, you know, I was looking at my back office and, and I was looking at her numbers. I'm like, why is she at zero? Like no productivity. And I, and I spoke to, you know, I, I spoke to, you know, her, her friend. I'm like, what's going on? She was like, well, she's got a bunch of kids and she's got this. And she, and of course me, I'm not like the person with a bunch of kids. So I couldn't relate. I just wanted to see what was going on. So when I called her, she didn't call me back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, but there's something inside of me. I just want to know, like, I want to know the root of why somebody's doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you don't know the why, like, the how will never be possible. Mm-hmm. And so when I reached out to her, um, I, I just had a convert, just a normal, not a business conversation. I just had a conversation about her life. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you even want to do this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you want more than anything in the world? She was like, well, you know, my son, Malin, he has a hearing aid. You know, uh, he, he's, um, he, he's, he's deaf. And I w- w- would want more than anything in the world to have waterproof hearing aids for, for, for Malin so that he can hear his brother's, brother and sister mm-hmm. in the bath while they're taking a bath. And she was crying when she was talking about it. I was like, and you would want that more than anything in the world? Hmm. And she said, yes. And I said, and so that is what you want more than anything? She's like, this is what I want. And I said, so Malin is your why? Hmm. She said, yes. I said, so every time you don't feel like doing something, put Malin on the table in front of you and tell him he's not worth it. I have never seen someone go from zero to a thousand mm. once the fuel was ignited. Cause before is I don't see how, and I can only answer questions on Friday and it's like a diaper assembly and it's all this and that and this and that and this and that. But once she was locked on why she was doing it, a billion dollar rocket ship does not leave the ground until it's fueled with something mm-hmm. and it must be high octane fuel. Mm. But when she was fueled with a deep, need and a deep desire to provide for her baby boy, Hmm. her numbers quadrupled times two within the next five months. And I'd never seen somebody Hmm. 
do what she did as she's financially free, working from home, mm. powerful entrepreneur, living life on her terms. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a stay-at-home mom. She's an empowered stay-at-home mom where her children get to learn from the example that she's being that she's setting. Mm. But her why was so strong that it willed her past all of her excuses. Mm-hmm. She learned the muscle of how to figure it out, how to create, how to make a way where there is no way because she was driven by mm-hmm. something. That's why the why, I mean, the, the, the how doesn't matter when the why is strong enough because mm-hmm. you'll find a way. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I think that what it really comes down to is because I could ask, you know, what about people who say they have no time? What about people who say they don't have no money? Like all of these reasons, right? Which is the common reasons that everyone shares about whatever, you know, for whatever reason they can't move forward in any year of their life. And I think really ultimately what it comes down to, because I'm also in a mindset course at the moment where I'm just sort of starting to see, it's really just like, it's so simple. And again, it's like, instead of looking for something new, it's like realizing how simple it is. It's just like stop buying into the BS of your own reasons and finding the way. Like you said, make the way when there is no way. Become the person that you need to be to overcome whatever is going on. Because, you know, I hear this all the time with people like, it's not the right time. I don't have enough time. I don't have the money to make it happen. You know, and it's, it's these, it's these, these, it's not filming anymore. Um, Garen wears a watch that says now on it, which is there's literally not even any secondhand. That is all it says. Wow. Um, so it's really just not buying into that crap because it is just, I, I feel like whenever I have that conversation with someone, I know instantly where that person will be in a year from now or two years from now, six months from now, you know, because it's nothing to do with the conditions and everything to do with the mindset, right? Because it's like, and we spoke about this the other day with like universe sending you, like sending you, or oh God, you know, sending you here, this is me helping you out. This is me helping you out. And people just not seeing it because they don't relate to the fact that that opportunity is showing up in that space as an opportunity for them to rise and right. create something. And it's always, it's never going to look like rainbows and yeah. butterflies, especially when you're up to something big and you have a big vision. Trust, work. Yeah, you got to work. <laughs> and trust me, there will be an equal, mm. an equal amount of resistance there to meet you. So whether mm. like somebody may pass away or you, mm-hmm. there, there'll be a, um, like a, a divorce or a breakup yeah. or somebody close to you says something, there's a car wreck or a fight or some, something. When you're up to something big, you will be met with a breakdown. But the breakdown doesn't mean you leave and quit. The breakdown means all of the work that I've been doing on my mindset, I get to use it in these moments. And that's when you work even harder because that's when the most people buckle. Right. And when you work even harder and you come out of that. Mm. And I'll give you this analogy. There's a space in metamorphosis. Like when the the caterpillar uh, turns into a butterfly. That's dark. Mm -hmm. And when it's in that dark space, it doesn't recognize with the caterpillar and it doesn't recognize with the butterfly. And then metamorphosis happens in that dark space. And then you emerge. Mm -hmm. So all of us, a lot of times they're like, I don't, why am I not here? This doesn't make sense. Listen, ABCs didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. When you first learned it, but when you were in the practice over and over and over and over and over, boom, language happens. Now you can spell out, that's a ball. Mm. But no, you don't get things right away. And anything that you get right away, I promise you, yeah. you'll over time, you'll have to end up going back to make up for something that you missed while not being efficient. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I love it. And I think it's just, again, it comes down to it's, it's simple. And I think because it's so simple and because actually ultimately what it takes is not learning something different, it's applying. Right. That's why people don't do it because it's like, okay, now... Now I'm at the line where I know everything, but I don't want to step over because it means that I have to become something different, right? Totally. Yeah, which is why most people, you know, it's, the crowd, it's not crowded at the top because most people won't do what it takes to get, you know, to go through it continuously and then go through it again and then go through it again and want it bad enough to live a different life. I just wanted to touch on something there. So what is something that, because, you know, I mean, you, so you know, you're at, you know, how many instruments do you play? Seven. Seven instruments. How many languages do you speak? Four. <laughs> Four languages. So that's ridiculous. That's more than most people do in their whole life. You know, you, uh, you're overcoming things left, right, and center. You've overcome so much, which is a part of your story, which I will share. What is Garen Jones still in the mastery of? Or still, is there a space in your life where you still have, like, the biggest resistance towards? I'm learning how to be a better father. I'm, okay, lear I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, there was a time in my life before, you know, I started focusing and I'm, I'm seeing that like our thoughts actually create our reality. And I, I, I just, I don't know, you can't give what you don't have. So whatever I did, I wasn't given to myself. I definitely couldn't give mm. that to my daughter. So I've ruined, mm. ruined a relationship. Mm. So four and a half years I've been... Trying and trying and trying and putting in work. But yeah. what was really interesting is the same thing that made me successful mm -hmm. in all these other different areas of my life is the same reason why my daughter accepted me back into my life. Mm -hmm. I learned how to be on time. I learned how to lead from the front. Yeah. I learned how to, how to uh, be present I learned a lot of these things. I learned how to be a team player. I learned how to, to um, focus on other people's needs and not just my own. I learned how to not just talk about myself. I learned all of this stuff. And I was like, wow, these are basic human principles <clears throat> that anybody can apply. And it's a formula, but it's a formula based off of performance. So the area that has the most resistance is I'm learning how to be the kind of person that Kylia would want to be around all the time. Mm. But through everything else that I've learned, yeah. there is no matter. To, uh, I'm not impatient with that. Yeah. However long it takes, mm. I'm going to be there. Yeah. And so I don't have to get frustrated with something that I know is already a possibility. Mm. You know, and so that's that was a that's a big thing. However, you don't reach ultimate mastery because the essence of life is growth. Yeah, true. Yeah. Just like you look at iPhones, there's like iPhone one, iPhone two, iPhone three, mm -hmm. iPhone four, iPhone five, same phone. However, they le they let go of the old buttons so they can replace the new buttons. They let go of the old camera so they can replace the new camera. So everything is about giving and receiving, mm. letting go, sacrificing, discovering, creating new stimulation mm. and the whole process. Then there's the updates in between iOS one, iOS two makes it a little bit faster, a little bit faster. And that's what actually keeps the people around. So in the process of the next level of Garen Jones, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> 
Watch out. But what I do know is mm-hmm. I'm willing to let go of anything. Yeah. I'm willing to sacrifice anything. I'm willing to learn anything. And I'm willing to apply anything. With that mindset, you will always be in constant evolution. You will always mm-hmm. flow with how nature is. When we're more like nature, we benefit from things just like nature. You live forever, you like unlimited resources, all these different things. But once you start making it about yourself and, oh, what's wrong with me or whatever, but you still got the same attitude, the same way, everything you do is the same. Well, imagine if iPhone 1 went to iPhone 2 and they changed nothing, no features. Mm. Guess what? You lose people. Yeah. And then they went to iPhone 3, if it even got to iPhone Mm. 3, because you're not in stimulation, creation, and discovery. Mm. So if you're not creating something, Mm. you're not being stimulated, Mm. and you're not discovering. Mm. That's how you grow through life. Mm. It's through personal experience, stimulation, creation, and discovery. Mm. But you can only be stimulated through something that stretches you or or that gets into your soul and into your heart and you can only get through there by creation Mm. and so that's why they don't put out the next iphone that's exactly like the last one why because they won't stimulate their users Mm. and then they'll go somewhere else Mm. but you want to keep people around Mm. you gotta constantly keep evolving so for me i don't know what the next level is so that's why i'm going here i'm going to this seminar i'm going to that i'm learning this i'm reading this i'm rereading this book i'm doing this and all this all of a sudden balance happens Mm. i learn how to walk Mm. i learn language Mm. next level of success next level of abundance next level of happiness Mm. i don't know what 12th grade is like because I never and I can't teach anybody how to get to 12th grade because I've never been there before yeah yeah I think it's like I mean if you're looking around your life and nothing is changing and it's not not changing and it's not changing and people aren't changing and nothing else is moving it's like like we were just talking about earlier it's like everywhere you go there you are like if you are not landing with the lesson and not asking yourself the right questions and not committing to the vision that you have how is it going to change? You know, like stop looking around waiting for, for things to move if you're not willing to do the work and the internal and the external work, right? Yes. Be the change that you want to see in the world. The world will shape and shift based off of who you become as a person, your expression to this world. You are a life-size, human size in a spiritual body with some skin all over it. You are like an iPhone. So what buttons are you going to let go of so you can replace them with something else? What are you going to let go of? It might be the alcohol. It might be the drinking. It might be the chasing the men. It might be the chasing the women. It might be the negative attitude. It might be the insecurities. But there's something that you must let go. Because as soon as you let go, it's instantly replaced with something else. Because space creates space. And inside of the resistance that it takes for you to hold on to something contains the energy that's needed to sustain the next level of your life. So if you're not willing to let go of fifth grade, that's why you won't go to sixth grade. Mm. That's why they don't don't put Mm. first graders in fifth grade. You must grow through the process. I want to get to, uh, totally, I mean, I'm I'm 100% on board with this. Well, we got some questions. Right, but we got some questions. (laughs) I want to hit that. So. Because one of the biggest things, you know, and, and we haven't really touched on it, but, you know, you were homeless. You did live out of your car. You know, you spent two years in a French prison. I you was know, houseless. Houseless. Actually, yeah. that's really interesting because someone said that, that yeah. you were, you know, houseless as opposed to being homeless. 
But what were some of the lessons maybe that you learned through that? Um, because one of the questions was, you know, speaking to houseless people. One of the things they miss is, you know, feeling like a part of a community and part of society. And I know that that's a really big, you know, that's a big part of what my mission is as well as creating community. And I know that's a big part of what's helped you create success is creating family and bringing people together. Um, so I'd be interested to know on that. And then also like a turning point or the shift in perspective that happened for you that took you from being houseless, being, you know, down and out that really created the shift in the trajectory of your life to what you're now experiencing. And maybe some of those first steps when you started to start over. Listen very closely, everyone out there, because these next few moments could massively change your life. So when I was living in my car, it was the two and a half years, the lowest point of my life. I didn't care whether I live or I died. I was, I was over $200,000 in debt. My girlfriend had just left me. My daughter said, Daddy, you don't love me. It's basically super rock bottom. And I remember someone had randomly, quote unquote, sent me an anonymous PayPal for $1,400. And it says, I believe in you. Did you ever find Keep going. No. Wow. I believe in you. Keep going. Mm. And I did that. Mm. And so I got the $1,400. I was going to go pay off my traffic tickets. I got one block away from the <clears throat> courthouse. The cops pulled me over. And as soon as my license was suspended, my... My um, my registration was passed due. I knew they were about to take my car. And as soon as he came up, you know, he says, you know your license is suspended. I was like, please don't take my car. I have five white trash bags in the back. back. Please don't take my car. And he took my car. Left me in a Denny's parking lot. And it was the first time in my life. You know, typically we say, oh, what's, what's wrong with me? Or what's wrong? Why does this keep happening to me? Can it get any worse? And it always gets worse because you get in life what you focus on. Mm. When I got my car back, because my mother, she Western Union, Western Union me. This is a, a, like a, a place where you go yeah. and you can receive money for probably the thousandth time. Um, got my car out. Soon as I got my car out. Somebody broke in my car while I was at the gym. And I said, I'm not, no longer going to say, can it get any worse? It was 3.43 in the morning. It was August 2011. And I just remember crying out, okay, okay, okay. I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. And I was yelling, eyes bloodshot red at the top of my lungs. It was raining. Window busted out. T-shirt Scotch tape to the right side of my car. I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. And these exact words I said, I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I want to travel the world. I just want to inspire people. And I want to make a bunch of money. But I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Just show me a sign. Just show me a sign. Just show me a sign. And a week later, I didn't see a sign right away, but a week later, I went to the gas station with my last $2. I was in Inglewood shooting an independent film for free. Gas was $4.59. Took my $2 out. Y'all see how I'm painting this picture? Took my $2 out. 
and a homeless man walks up to me and asks me for money. And I said, you have more money than me. And it was like his pupils changed. He looked at me, squared his shoulders and said, change your mindset, change your life and walked away. I don't know for any of you guys out there, but when those words change your mindset, change your life hit me, it didn't just hit me. It went throughout my whole entire body and every single thought that I'd ever thought of that I've been taught, but opinionated when people should it, you should this, you should that all over my whole entire life, stopped it in its entire prog uh, process, the conscious interrupt. It made me think for the first time in my life, but not with other people's thoughts. Change your mindset, change your life. Change your mindset, change your life. So if I, so if I change what I'm thinking about, my life will change. So if I do different with the same circumstances, my, my life will be different if I do the opposite of everything that I would normally do. If I'm not happy, my life will, my life will be different. I just kept playing with that term. Change your mindset, change your life. Change your mindset, change your life. From that day forward, it's been only, only the last 15 years of my life were exactly the same. How this? How will I do this? How will I? I'm looking for the thing. I'm looking for the wish upon a star. Oh, God is going to bless me. I'm just looking and looking and looking and looking and looking. And that one phrase, change your mindset, change your life. What I started to do is apply it. So when I would see escalators, I would say, change your mindset, change your life. And I would take the stairs. And I just did the opposite of everything I would normally do. If I would use gel soap, change your mindset, change your life. I would do bar soap. If somebody invited me out to a nightclub and I would always go to the nightclub, I said, change your mindset, change your life. So I would stay in. And I started reading books. If I've normally watched TV, I was watching TV and I gave up TV. Get this. Who I became while giving up TV. In the amount of time. Think about this. A penny that doubles every day for 31 days is over $10.4 million. So you think about time as it like doubles and triples and quadruples in the compound effect. So the time that I got from any kind of uh, surfing the web for useless things and watching TV. In the time I, in, I, in, 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 I invested it into things that can build myself as a person, my brain, who I am, my brand and everything, who I became in that process is the person that now travels all over the world to places I once watched, watched on TV while I was wasting time. And that is the giving up process. But that was all part of change your mindset, change your life, the business that I'm in, the, the real estate that I'm in, the, the development of other projects and stuff that I'm in was all part of things that I would never do. But out of everything that I would never do came the life that I always Wanted, and I call it the Alice in Wonderland, that little bitty trap door. It's too small. It's this. How will I ever get through it? But she would have never known if she didn't walk through the door and it's shaped to fit her size. And on the other side of that was Wonderland. And everybody out there listening, you have a Wonderland promised on your life, but it's going to cause you, you, Got to step out of your habitual patterns. 
We create our lives by who we are as people. But it's been five and a half years where I've done the opposite of everything that I would normally do. I spent a whole year, whenever I would eat, I would close my eyes instead of having my eyes open. I slept on the opposite side of the bed. I stopped using my right hand and I used my non-dominant hand. Everything I was doing was adapting me towards another life. And now... I'm in the other life and I have the contrast of where I came from to now. And that's why I'm able to drastically help people because I know who's in the other life. And this is a life that we all have access to. There is a wonderland on your life. Don't think that it's not possible. It is all possible. Everything in your dreams, it is all possible. Because if you can think it, you can dream it, you can vision it, it's already yours. But you must become the kind of person that can step into that place powerfully so that you can hold it and maintain it. Oof, drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And I, I love what you said there, which was really beautiful. We all have a wonderland promised on our life. That's just a really beautiful uh, metaphor. And I think that you know it's it's knowing that certainty, and I think that, that people need that certainty. That, that dream they have, that idea they have, that life they want, that they crave is that possibility because that once we have that certainty and we want it bad enough, we ultimately will create it. Um, I'm going to just do a really quick fire round now um, with some questions. So what are your top three? Because obviously these kinds of takeable, like takeaway hacks we want like for health and your habits. What are the top three to five things that are your non-negotiables daily to take care of your mindset or your health, or your habits. Man, there's so many tops. When I rocked up to Garen's house the first time, I walked in, and there was like this ambient music playing like all through the house on the loudspeaker, and it's just like, it's wild. And each house in this, um, we're going to go through on video, but each house in this, each room, sorry, in this house is going to be like themed, right? So like experiences and different emotions. And this house is called what house? It's called the House of Generosity. House of Generosity. I and looked for the Wi-Fi before, and there was one yeah. called Generosity. I yeah. was like, I think that's it. <laughs> and the, and and the the intention is to create a space, well, one where I can always be stimulated in every area of the house that has different energies and frequencies and stuff. But then two, every single person, because I love to host parties. Every mm-hmm. single person who comes over to my house, they will not leave the same person because of how they'll be inspired mm. and 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 just like what will come out of you know the walls and the colors and the the words and the paintings and the different room themes actually speaking to their soul they'll leave and have ideas for whatever they want to create so i'm thinking about everyone who's coming over uh to my house leaving with just like so much abundant joy and love and inspiration and passion and things mm. like that yeah, it's wild, and I want to, that's going to, there's so many segues, like, for this conversation for me, um, but I do want to quickly touch on, and then I'm going to come back to you on the health and the habits, but I want to touch on the impact and the importance, from your perspective, of your environment and the relationships that you hold in your life. Can you touch on your point of view on the importance of that? Um, well, I'll give it to you this way. Give it with your guarantee spin. <laughs> yeah. So I've 
been around thousands of people, every nationality, every race, color, religion, gender, like every single one. Everybody's damn the same. Everybody. Mm. Underneath all of it, it's all the same. Um, Typically, when it comes to environment, when it gets uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. people want to leave and go to a different environment. Mm. And if it gets uncomfortable, people want to leave and go to a different environment. And when it gets uncomfortable, people want to leave and they find themselves going from easy environment. Not everybody, but for the most people. I mean, there's a reason why there's 2% wealthy and the rest will die trying to figure it out. I'll be damned. As long as I live, we're going to etch and we're going to get that thing up to 20%. (laughs) But um, uh, in the environment, especially the environment that you grew up in, like family, mom, dad, brother, sister, people will look to the surface level things Like, say, for instance, you're in a relationship, like you're married, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, take seminars on the marriage, Mm. but the real problem is you witness your mom and dad get divorced and you made it mean that you weren't worthy or it was your fault. Mm. And a a lot of things that happen on the surface actually start in the home as a child and that literally starts playing over like a rerun movie over in your life over and over and over and over and over until you break that until you break that pattern in your life so the importance of environment is very important you just got to realize that the environment that you have you've attracted by who you are as a person but the only way to shift and transform who you are as a person is to realize your original environment at the root and then do something about that and then change that environment. So whether you need to apologize to whoever to clear yourself, to forgive whoever to clear yourself, God, the universe, whoever you choose to believe in will handle the rest. But I'm telling you, your environment, because we have emotional bodies can, man, it can weigh on you so much, but you have the power to completely transform your environment by transforming yourself. And one by one, and like while other people are seeing the difference that you're making in your own life, naturally people do what they see. And based off of your own transformation or your own breakthroughs and you talking and sharing your real authentic story and who you are, not who they want you to be who you really are and maintaining that, that right there can drastically, drastically change your original environment, which will complete yourself, restore yourself. And as you're restored, you don't need to seek out for what you already have within. And from there, you will be the kind of person that attracts a massive amount of people from a standpoint of how you can lead them to lead their own lives. So the environment is so important because it's only teaching you what you get the opportunity to learn about yourself. Mm. Powerful. And I think also as well, again, it comes back to surprise, surprise, looking at yourself, right? 
And then, but I mean, you know, I'm a huge believer in the impact of our environments and our relationships to also help us with that up level. Yeah. But obviously, if we cannot be the person or be the space for what we're trying to bring in, you know, so it really ultimately comes down to ourself, but also surrounding ourselves in those in those powerful spaces. Yes, and it, and then on the opposite end, there's like. You know, when you go to kindergarten, there's many, many different walks of lives, many different parents, people that have no money, people that have money. But at the end of the year, everybody knows the ABCs. Mm. That is the power of environment. Mm. You take a child that is born into a non-English speaking country, move him to America or her to America, surround him with American like things, language. The way of being, the child will grow up with the way of being Mm. that emotionally, spiritually, physically sees in his or her environment. Mm -hmm. So environment is everything. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be successful, I would say study successful people and not listen to the broke friends that keep you in the broke conversation. That's what I used to do. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Oh my God, that's a this, that's a that. And they had nothing going on with their lives. So it's kind of hard to listen to somebody who I wouldn't trade places with. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So I started paying attention to people who were up to something in the world that were doing things. Wow. Paying attention to how they dress, how they shook hands, mm-hmm. how people responded to them. And, you know, 75% of communication is nonverbal. It's mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. and energy. Mm-hmm. So I want to be in the energy mm-hmm. and in the example of people who are up to something doing things in the world. Mm-hmm. okay cool because we got to wrap this up and i am actually going to ask you some questions but i'm going to put in the show notes but touch quickly on your non-negotiables for the day three to five non-negotiable garen jones habits that you do every day okay so i wake up soon as i wake up i have a hundred affirmations that i do it's the same thing that i say every time I am a powerful force of love and freedom, inspiring greatness within myself and others. I say it a hundred times, back to back to back to back to back to back to like meditation, music, anything I Google online. Um, um, And then I go right into a hundred things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for my teeth. I'm grateful for God. I'm grateful for Jesus. I'm grateful for Buddha. I'm grateful for all people. I'm grateful for my heart. I'm grateful for the sky. And I just keep going and flowing and flowing. And then I say thank you out loud to the names of people, a hundred people who have contributed to the development of my life. So imagine if you start your day off with that kind of charge. Then I go get me a healthy shake because I love my nutrition. I go get me some energy tea because I love energy. I speak to myself in the mirror, tell myself I'm great rather than tell myself the negative voices. Why doesn't she like me? I hate myself and all that. I will myself into the world before I have human contact. I need, I, you, you're going to experience me at my best, not my 20%. Mm-hmm. So I need to give myself the space to be my best. Mm-hmm. This is before I even go out the house, before I even go on social media. Um, I'll do that. I'll do my 300 slow, efficient push-ups. So it's some <laughs> kind of activity where I'm, in, where I'm stimulating the physical and increasing the serotonin in my body, which causes us to be happy. <laughs> I'll do 
I'll, 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 I'll sing. I'll sing something. I'm in control of my power. I'm in control of my happiness. I'm in control of my love. I'm in control of my influence, my inspiration, all these different things flowing through me into the world so that I can make the kind of impact that I know is promised on my life. And that's why Wonderland is here. But there's another level of Wonderland. Wonderworld. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. But those are some non-negotiable. And, and I will not, like, whether I'm sick, I'm getting up, I'm great, I'm powerful, I'm, but I got to do it every day. Mm. Secrets to success. Wonder yeah. Mastery. Success leaves clues. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> Take the clue. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, G. This was amazing. And I really cannot wait to... Just share this to shake people up. I think that your unwavering commitment to your mission, to your vision, to mastery is so inspiring and you're a buzz to be around. And I really just admire you for, for being so committed to, you know, not only changing your life, but the lives of the global, you know, the global community, um, which is, a, which is a, a mission most people won't take on. So thank you for that and for bringing all of your love and good vibes to, to all of us. And thank you for having me on the show and creating the space for other people to have access to the truth, like the real truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I truly do feel like there's somebody out there that says, I never thought about life that way. We cannot change what we're not aware of, but I feel like somebody woke mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Somebody out at there was up. like, at least... Mm-hmm. One person woke up and they were like, you know what? I'm never going to look back again. Mm. And for anybody that was on earlier when I was talking about my mom, I restored my relationship with my mom. We're rocking. I retired my mom. And when I retired her, I enrolled her in the dream that she gave up with 20 years ago when she said, I just want to provide a better life for my son. So when she gave up her dream, I retired her and enrolled her into the Fashion Institute so that she can continue her dream at age 63. And my mom is rocking it right now. Yes. There is no bounds. I love that. That's amazing. All right, team. Thanks for being here with us and we will see you super soon. Hope that you got so much inspiration from that amazing creature that is Garen Jones. And as always, I would love to know what is resonating with you, what landed, what you got out of that episode. Would love if you can tag and share both with myself and Garen on Instagram so that we can really uh, get more of these messages out there, get this content in the ears and the eyes and the hands of all of those that need it. And as always, thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Now, as you hear the behind the scenes to success, I hope that you are as pumped and as inspired as ever to answer the call in your life and keep building your dream and your vision. If business is what you're dreaming of building and you need support in getting your idea to reality or scaling your vision into bigger domains, I would love to support you as an insider listener of the podcast. If you head to consciousboss.com forward slash insider, you will see ways to work with me that can take you from either startup to 5k months and then onwards to six figures and beyond. There's something 
working for you no matter which stage of business you're at. You can check out all of the details as well as loads of testimonials from the hundreds of women who have been through the programs when you head to consciousboss.com forward slash insider. Not only that, but as a podcast listener, you are going to literally get these programs for 30% off. That discount is only available to you as a VIP insider listener of the show as my way of thanking you for being here and listening to the podcast. All you need to do is head to consciousboss.com forward slash insider, select your program and enter the code insider at the checkout and it's all yours. You'll also see how to work with me one-on-one if you want a little more hands-on attention in your business. As always, thank you for being here. I appreciate you being part of our epic community of people waking up, answering the call and creating lives of deep meaning and purpose. See you on the next episode.